For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, this is the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. This is Jake Arthur here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give us a rating and a review as well. Just me today. Uh, Zach had something come up, so he's not able to be with us today. Uh, But I'll basically just take you through this Colts and Bills matchup. The Colts season has now come to an end as of Saturday as they lost a heartbreaker on the road to those Buffalo Bills, 27-24. to The Colts honestly should have won this one. They left a lot of plays and a lot of points out there, but in the end, it was just too many self-inflicted wounds and too much Josh Allen on the other side. Before we get too much into the breakdown, let's hear from our sponsor. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are also here. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in, so if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, then you need to go over to betonline.ag. The Colts were 6.5 point underdogs in this one, so they beat the spread, and the total points were set at 51.5, so the teams just came up short on that, combining for 51. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I think we're all disappointed right now, but I think you've got to be happy with the outcome of this season. Sure, people get blindsided by recency bias, but before the season, if you would have said that the Colts made the playoffs at 11-5 and and went toe-to-toe with the AFC's second seed, we probably would have all taken it. There's a ton to like about this team moving forward, but they've got got to get some long-term things figured out as well this offseason, notably quarterback, left tackle, and some exterior pass rush. Looking at this matchup and some of its main storylines, there wasn't a ton of note on the injury front for the Colts. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, he's been out, but you know he missed the last game too, so it was kind of time to move on from that. Uh, starting cornerback Rocky Sin missed this game with a concussion, and then there were brief periods during the game. You know Xavier Rhodes went out for a second, and T.J. Carey went out, but really nothing of note. This game, to me, is kind of all about miscues and missed opportunities. Uh, there was Kamoko Ture jumping off sides and prolonging the Bills' drive on a fourth down, and then Buffalo goes ahead and scores the go-ahead touchdown. They, you know, it was it was earlier in the game, but they never relinquished the lead they got from that. The Colts just, you know, failed to execute in a lot of areas. Phillip Rivers just barely overthrew Michael Pittman Jr. on a fourth down in the end zone. 
uh, early in the game. Later on, on a third and seven, he threw behind Pittman, and then Rodrigo Blankenship would then miss a field goal on the very next play. Uh, there were some drops uh, for, for plays that were very catchable, some uncharacteristic plays like Jonathan Taylor, for example. They probably could have called Tredavious White for holding against T.Y. Hilton on third and ten late in the game with about two minutes left. Uh, however, not calling Zach Paschal uh, for a fumble after the, uh, after the review on the very next play, pretty much more than made up for that. The Colts also really didn't have much of a pass rush on Josh Allen during most of the game. Uh, in the fourth quarter, they came away with a couple sacks, but in the three quarters prior, they really had nothing to write home about as far as pass rush goes. After the game, Frank Reich talked about uh, this game and really reflected on the season a little bit with the media. Okay, um, there are no injuries to report. Uh, tough loss was not was not anticipating this uh, the end of the year winding up today. Uh, really felt confident coming into this week. Felt like our guys were ready to play, and uh, and I think that showed. I, I think we played a good game. I think we played a good football team. So hats off to the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott. They did a good job today. They did. They made the plays they needed to make to win, and they put their players in position uh, to win the game. Um, it's playoff football. I mean, it's playoff football. That's what we talked about at halftime, This, how much fun this was. And, uh, you know, we talked coming into the game about the importance of red zone, and we didn't get it done on offense in red zone, two or five. It's not good enough. Um, so a few too many self-inflicted wounds here and there. Um, but you're going up against a good football team, and so hats off to them. Uh, they played a good game, but at the end of the day, what I said to the guys in there, I'm awfully proud of our team. We really, I, I thought we played a good, I thought our players played well. They played hard. Um, just lost a tough game to a good football team and playoff football. So I'll open it up to there. All right, Greg Doyle, you want to start us off? Sure, Frank, uh, you had more coaching opportunities in this game than I've seen in a long time, any of us have seen. How do you feel about how you did? Do you regret any of the decisions? Um, I have to go back and look at them. I mean, obviously, at the end of the first half, it was an interesting exchange. You know, we got it at the one um, on third down. We had two minutes, a two-minute two timeout. So we had a lot of time to talk about on the sideline, you know, what we were thinking, what we were going to do. Um, you know, the one thought was, jam, you know, put our goal line personnel in there, jam it up the middle. Um, when we didn't make it, you know, at the time, I, when we didn't, then when we pitched it and lost yards, which I thought, which we all thought was going to be a walk-in. I mean, based on some film study, based on game planning, we thought the pitch thing was going to be a walk-in is something we don't do very often. Um, so after that, I'm immediately thinking to myself, I should have just ran it up the gut. But then later on in the game, obviously we had the two-point conversion from the one, and I called that one up the gut on what I thought was our best run down there, and that one didn't convert. So um, there's there are no gimmies in this league. I mean, you got it at the one, we can say call it up the middle, but so I, I don't know, Greg, I, I'll have to go back and look. Um, I obviously didn't like that exchange. You know, it's a 14 point swing. Um, obviously if we, you know, if we, if we score there, they're still going to get the ball with plenty of time and better field position. So I'm going to have to go back to evaluate myself. It's, it's too fresh right now. Kevin Bowen. 
Frank, I've got two on that same sequence. Komoko offsides penalty. How um, critical was that? Yeah, I mean, obviously a self-inflicted wound. We all make mistakes. Um, you know, I know Komoko feels t terrible about it. And, you know, just like we all feel terrible about the mistakes that we make in a game, every one of us. And none of us graded out 100%. We all made mistakes. Um, so it's, it's, you really can't just point in a game this close. Um, it's it's too, too much the easy way out to, for us anyway, uh, to point to one thing. And then the second half, the challenge, and then the timeout early as well. So you only had one there late. Um, I guess what went into the challenge and how difficult was that with just one timeout there late? Yeah, that was bad on my part. Uh, come to think of it, I should have responded that to Greg when he asked the question. Should have waited. Um, I should have waited. There was no hurry to challenge that. Um, what we initially saw was the, the people on the sideline that I was in communication with. Um, we all thought it was out. And I, I, there's, I could tell you the story behind the story, but everyone thought it was out. And then if had a conversation with the official, um, he said, you're going to have to challenge this if you want it. And so I challenged it and I probably didn't have to right at that point. I, I could have waited, get more and more looks at it, get more and more confirmation. And so that, that was definitely on me. And obviously it's costly because then we don't have a timeout at the end. George Brummer. Coach, obviously you lose any playoff game, you're, you're, there's going to be regrets. But it seemed like today the game plan worked for the most part. You, you dominated the time of possession. Uh, you're in it right to the end. How frustrating is it that, you know, you're not able to make a couple plays and, and change the outcome today? It's frustrating. I mean, you know, we, I thought we played well on defense. You know, I thought we played really well on offense as well. Um, we moved the ball. I didn't feel like they could stop us. We just need to be right better in the red zone. We need to coach better and play better in the red zone and, uh, you know, and have a chance to put that game away. Mike Wells. Frank, throughout your time here, you've always talked about the analytics of things. And what was the analytic process considering it was fourth and four and that, that, that was, um, were you guys trying to go for the knockout punch there or did the analytics say in this situation, it was better to go forward with it considering you guys were at Buffalo's four yard line? At the end of the half? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I recall, the analytics were fairly strong go. I think it was at the three, or was it at the four? Yeah, it was at the four. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll let you know for sure tomorrow, but in my mind, I think it was a strong go. I, I understand. That's what I think I recall. Stephen Holder. Uh, Frank, it, it looked like you had um, an inordinate number of drops today. Um, and then, you know, we talked about Therese play and that kind of thing. Just those, those sloppy plays are, you know, less than ideal plays. How much are they magnified here in the playoffs? And, and is that uncharacteristic for your team? Yeah, I mean, very uncharacteristic. I mean, I think if, I, if I'm correct, I think we're on the low side of drops um, for, the year, for the year. So, um, so, yeah, that is uncharacteristic. But we still had... Guys really played hard, made plenty of plays out there. Um, you know, so, and it's playoff football. Every 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 play matters. And, you know, just a few, like I said, a few too many self-inflicted wounds, coaching and playing uh, hard to overcome against a good football team. 
All right, we have time for two more. Zach Kiefer. Frank, you talked about the drops. I mean, you guys didn't turn the ball over today. You said the defense played well, the offense moved the ball well. How hard will this one be to stomach knowing that you guys gave yourselves plenty of chances to win this game? Yeah, very hard to stomach. And, you know, when you get in the playoffs and you have you have a good team and, you know, you you know you can do it. You know, we have the, I, I know we have the team to go all the way. And uh, but we didn't get that done today. So, um, like you said, we, we had we gave ourselves chances, but we just didn't get it done. I mean, obviously, the red zone stuff, the red zone stuff hurt us. Um, and then we missed, the, you know, we missed points that another time. And then you got to give them credit. I mean, they took it. They, they scored as many. It's like they scored as many points as they could. Um, made a 54 yard field goal into the win. That was a phenomenal kick. I, I thought they were I thought they were trying to draw. I think they were going to actually kick it. I didn't think you could make it um, given a little bit of breeze. And, but hats off to them there. So. And hey, Mike, I just remember back to the analytics question at the end of the first half. I do remember it was a strong go now because some of the thinking is you got, uh, if you don't make it, they're going to be conservative. We're going to get field position again. And all that stuff factors into it. So I did remember that conversation after you asked the question. Thanks, Frank. All right, last one, Jim Aiello. Hey, Frank, just wanted to ask about your evaluation of Philip Rivers' game today. Obviously, Played, played really well, but another tough loss for him in his playoff career. Yeah, I thought Phillip played great. Um, you know, really, thought, I don't know the third down stats, but it felt like he made a, bu a bunch of big plays on third down. You know, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, made the plays made the plays to keep us in the game. And then, you know, giving us a chance there at the end. I mean, it was, I really, shoot, I really thought coming down the wire there, you know, we, we'd have a chance. and. You know, in that whole exchange, I felt like we lost a couple seconds in that exchange. I'd be curious, you know, I, when they called timeout, I'd be curious. It felt to me like we had 16 seconds there, and then it kind of limited our calls that we could have there. But nonetheless, Philip played, Philip played lights out. We're really proud of him and uh, everything he did today and this whole year. A quick follow. I know this is a process that you'll go through, but you want him back in 2021? Yeah, I mean, Phillips, Phillips, yes. I mean, Phillips, a great player. I have a great relationship with him. He, you know, he's a great leader on this team. Um, those things will have time to work themselves out. He's got a one-year contract. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that decision. So, but very excited. He exceeded expectations in my mind about what uh, he was bringing to the team this year on and off the field. Offensively, the Colts were rather productive. They were just a little inconsistent. And like we mentioned, there were you know several missed opportunities. They had a season-high 472 yards on 76 plays. That was good for 6.2 yards per play. They were 9 of 17 on third down, which is 52.9%. And that's a really good number. Uh, they were also 2 of 4 on fourth down, which is 50%, of course. One thing that really killed them was going 2 of 5 in the red zone, which is just 40%. Uh, you know, there were some some runs that didn't quite work out. Um, you know, Naheem Hines getting tackled at the one a couple times. They did that, uh, you know, halfback toss to Jonathan Taylor on the left outside. They had that uh, missed throw to Pittman that we mentioned. Just didn't quite, uh, didn't quite connect in the red zone on Saturday, and that really uh, helped do them in. And it's hard to be mad at the Colts or specifically Frank Reich, when you know it's in their nature to be aggressive when it comes to fourth downs and, and things like that. 
I know a lot of people question that, you know, why don't you take the points? Why don't you just take field goals? But, you know, they just went through 16 games. We we know exactly what this team does. They don't they don't take that, you know. They they go for for the big points in those scenarios. It just comes down to execution and occasionally the play call. Passing the ball, uh, quarterback Philip Rivers was 27 of 46, which is 58.7%. He had 309 yards and a 6.7 yards per attempt figure. Uh, He had two touchdowns, resulting in a passer rating of 93.5. No interceptions and no sacks for Phillip in this one. Receiving, Jack Doyle and Michael Pittman Jr. carried things as receivers. Pittman primarily did so in the first half, and then Doyle cleaned up in the second. Pittman had 90 yards on five catches, and then Doyle had 70 yards and a touchdown on seven catches. Pittman also added 11 yards on one carry. Running the ball, the Colts had a pretty big game. Uh, They went for 163 yards and a touchdown on 30 carries, which is a 5.4 average. Uh, That's to me that sounds more that sounds like more than what it actually seemed. But I think that's because they did a lot of that damage in the first half. Uh, You know, there there wasn't a a ton of chunk plays in the second half and and things like that. Although Naheem Hines did have uh, one play of, of 30 plus yards. Taylor led the way with 78 yards and a touchdown on 21 carries. That was a 3.7 average. And then Hines had 75 yards on six carries, which is a whopping 12.5 average. He has really come on as a runner lately. You know, he he gets a lot of those one, two, three yard gains, but he's been finding creases uh, more often lately, I I think. Uh, That's something that Zach and I talked about on the pregame show as well. After the game, uh, Philip Rivers also spoke to the media after what may have been his final performance in the NFL. Philip, I'll get the uh, big one out of the way first. Uh, do you, have you decided on whether or not you're playing next year? Um, no, uh, it's not that easy. Um, you know, um, I mean, I don't go this route with an answer often, but I think this probably sums it up. Um, whatever God's will is for me and my family, if it's here uh, in Indy playing another year, then we'll be here. And if it's not, I'll be on the sideline somewhere. I know where I'll be on the sideline with the ball cap, uh, coaching the heck out of a high school football team down in South Alabama. So um, whatever God's will is, is what, is, is what I want to happen. And, and I'll be fine with that. Obviously if I keep going, if I go on and on with that answer, it'll be nothing but a bunch of emotion talking, but I think that's uh at the end of the day, that's clearly what will guide the decision. Mike Chappell. Philip, when you, when you decompress tonight, tomorrow, whatever, is this a game, give credit to Buffalo, yes, but is this a game you guys just let get away with the two out of five in a red zone and just, just not making enough plays? Yeah, it's, it's exactly what we said um, really early in the week what we said all, all in our meetings and what I've said, uh, you know, production meeting yesterday. And I think to you guys on uh, what was Tuesday, I guess, was it's going to be situational football, scoring touchdowns in the red zone, um, converting third down and taking care of the football. Well, we took care of the football. We were 53% on third down, which is a, which is a, a win. And, uh, but we didn't score in the red zone. And that was obviously the difference in the game. Um, you know, uh, kick the field goal in the, in the second drive. Um, didn't get a touchdown uh, on the fourth down, uh, missed a field goal. I mean, you look at those, I mean, there you go, right there. That's the difference in the game because, I mean, we had 470 yards off, um, two penalties, no turnovers. We played good. We played good. 
but didn't play well enough. You know, I mean, I think our D would probably say the same thing. I mean, gosh, they had a one, what, the two-minute drive at the end of the half where we jumped offside uh, that they gave up. But, I mean, against against that offense that's been scoring 30, averaging 40 a game the last however many weeks, um, you know, and, and hold them for two for nine on third down. Um, I, you know, it just – it's the situational stuff. And it's what – you know, y'all ask me what, what have I learned in the playoff losses that I've been around, and it's just that. It wasn't that we just played terrible. We just didn't do the little things well enough to win. Mike Wells. Hey, Philip. you we've seemed to ask you the entire regular season about you guys in the red zone. Um, are you surprised that you guys couldn't find it on a consistent basis throughout the season, get it going in, instead of getting field goals, getting touchdowns? Uh, you know, uh, Mike, I, I, I'd, I'd probably miss, miss speak if I, if I tried to say I know exactly how we were all year long. Felt like there for a while we had a good stretch, you know, and then when we had one final six, felt like we were getting those touchdowns. Um, not not as good, um, you know, the last two weeks of the regular season and then um, today, obviously. But um, no, I, I, you know, I, it's again, it's, it's, it's this much. It's this much. And that's what we know this league is. We talk about it, that that's what this league is in the, in the regular season. And then it's about this much when you get to the postseason. I mean, we're 11 win good football team, and that's a 13 win good football team. And um, you look at what was out there. We weren't outmatched. That's for sure. Um, we went up and down the field. We just, again, didn't do the little things and make the, the plays. I mean, I missed Pitt by, you know, we ran that exact play and that exact throw against Green Bay uh, in 2015 uh, with Frank, you know, as a coordinator and Nick there. And, and we hit it on fourth down. And I just missed it. You know, just missed, just missed T.Y. on the long one on third and seven. You know, just missed, you know, get through the ball behind Mike on the slant before we missed the field goal. I mean, those are small misses, and they go unnoticed if we win the game, but they're huge, obviously, when you when you don't. You, you held your finger up showing the smallness of margin of error. That When you guys went for it late in the first half, is that a prime example? I know you guys were still in the game, but then that was kind of a Buffalo went on a 17-0 run after that. Just kind of the mar margin of error allowed. Yeah, you we, guys we had a chance to go up 17-7 to um, at their place. You know, here uh, on the road, 17-7, and, uh, and and didn't get it done. Um, you know, and shoot, you look at the end of the day, we didn't quit fighting. We kept rolling and lose by three, lose by three points. So um, it was a heck, heck of a year. It's always hard when you get in the postseason. You know, it, teams I've been on when you you've been eliminated early. You know, with two or three weeks to go in the season, emotionally you're kind of prepped for that week 17 Sunday to come around and it be over. But uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't pull in here today expecting for it to be over. That's for sure. So it's always tough. Zach Kiefer. Phil, you said just missed. And in a lot of ways, that could be the story of your season. Is that what you're going to take away? Is, is this team had all the pieces to do something in the playoffs? And it's just missed against Jacksonville week one. And maybe you're hosting a playoff game today. And then just missed against Pittsburgh in week 16. And maybe you're hosting a playoff game. And then today, I mean, you had every shot to win it. And you just came that close. Is that your takeaway from this year? I mean, that's probably the – I mean, that's one way to look at it. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say you just missed when you win 11 games. I mean, uh, you know, the 13-3 and three teams just missed going undefeated. You know, I mean, the, the Kansas City just missed winning them all. New England, you know, you know we can go on and on uh, of those teams. I mean, we won 11 games. Um, of all the years that, uh, you know, a home, home field advantage wouldn't have been as much, it would have been this year. Obviously, there was some noise today. I, I, it's pretty impressive that there was only 6,700 in here. It's pretty impressive, 6,700. Um, 
But uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think I look at that look at that regular season as just missed. Yeah, we love to win them all. I mean, that's 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 competition. That's sports. But today we did. Today we just missed. You know, we just missed. We played we played well enough to win in so many in so many ways. But but you know, like my dad always says, y'all heard the phrase almost almost doesn't count horseshoes and hand grenades, whatever whatever the phrase is. Um, that's kind of what it was today. George Bremer. Philip, you've had a lot of experience over the years. How long you you've kind of run down already some of the things, the little things that didn't go right. How long does it take in the offseason to kind of get over a tough, tough loss? Like, you know, I, I think, um, you know, usually midweek this week, you start kind of, gosh, I mean, what are you going to do about it? You know, you're not prepping for another team. It just feels weird. And then when next Saturday and Sunday rolls around, it kind of it kind of reopens the wound. And then when the next Saturday or next Sunday championship weekend rolls around, it reopens it. And then when the Super Bowl rolls around, it reopens it. I always look forward to uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl when, um, if I if I am uh, playing again, when everybody's 0-0 again, you know, it's kind of like, all right, that year's gone now. We're all 0-0 again. So uh, usually the weekends when you're watching Buffalo play at Kansas City, it'll it'll reopen that wound. But um you know, it's a cool. It's it's a really neat team. I know you've heard me say it. I think under these circumstances, um, I know personally for me, um, to develop the type of bond and camaraderie that we had, um, it was pretty pretty special for sure. I mean, you know, all the protocols and not being here until August. Um, it was it was a heck of a heck of a team to be a part of. So um, certainly disappointing finish like this when you you just believe it's the year, you know, and I think that's, that's a competitor in me. I've never not believed it was the year, but uh, it was a, it was a special, a special team to be a part of. Steven Holder. Hey, Philip, um, down there at the goal line uh, before halftime, when you guys lost a couple yards on third down, did you even at that point have any doubt Frank was going to pull the trigger and go for it? Did you, were you no, guys pretty much dead set at that point, you think? No, I, I, you know, certainly, all, res all respect and don't want to speak out of turn to what Frank, uh, you know, what information he gave. Right. I think it was uh, it was being discussed, you know. I mean, I, it said, shoot, we're going to kick it. And then he said, shoot, I think we should go. And and it wasn't – it was it, by no means was it wishy-washy. It was just kind of right. let's, let's lay it all out there. And then we said, what about the mess? You know, that was, that was the play, one of the, part of the play call. And uh, I said, yeah, I like it. If you if we want to go for it, if we're sure we want to go for it, I like it. And, and so we went for it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I just barely missed. I mean, Pittman's open, you know I mean? Like I said, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a foot too far. It's a foot too far. It's 17 to seven and they're in trouble, <laughs> but that's, that goes to show you how this game is. Yeah. Thanks. All right. We'll go last one. Jim Aiello. Yeah, Philip, I know this doesn't, I, it, it doesn't get easier as you get older. I, I just, I, you get emotional now. They get, they get harder to accept. Like you, you talk about how rare these opportunities are in the postseason. Does it get harder to accept these? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, shoot, I, I, it's hard to go back, you know, 12 years ago to think how I felt. Um, I was, it was pretty emotional in that New England locker room in the championship game. I mean, each year you've, you've been eliminated. It's pretty emotional. Just because all you put in, you know, you put in, shoot. Uh, even this year, not being together, but we put in a lot of time since April. Um, and you put it all in, um, not just for this, but certainly for this, for an opportunity to win a championship. Everything matters. Every day matters. Every relationship, every interaction matters. So, um, you know, when you, it's never a wasted year. 
um, by any means. But yeah, it's you, you, you're playing to win it all, or we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't, they wouldn't keep score. Um, and and so you're always disappointed. It's always emotional. But yes, is it more emotional when you're in your 17th year and you're about to be 40 and you're not sure uh, if you walked up your last tunnel? You know, yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, it's more. But um, it was a it was a heck of a fun season. I certainly uh, there's zero regret and uh, moving to you know Indiana and shoot playing for this franchise and having a chance to meet a bunch of new 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 guys that I'll keep a relationship with. So um, we fell short today, but I'll walk out of here with uh, head hell hot for sure. On the defensive side of the ball for the Colts, I think they actually did a pretty decent job against one of the league's most potent offenses. Buffalo had 397 yards on 58 plays, which is good for 6.8 yards per play. They were 2 of 9 on third down, which is just 22.2%. So that's great for the Colts to hold them to that. And then the Bills were 2 of 2 in the red zone, which is, of course, 100%. Uh, After the game, uh, Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley told reporters that the Colts defense is the best defense they've played all year. So uh, no moral victories, of course, but that is cool to hear from uh, one of one of the most dangerous offenses all year and uh, really a, a team that's been a juggernaut at times. Passing the ball, Bills quarterback Josh Allen had a great game. Uh, he was 26 at 35, which is 74.3 percent. He had 324 yards and a 9.3 YPA with two touchdowns. Uh, he was set twice, like mentioned earlier. That was Danico Autry with one and a half and then Justin Houston with a half. Allen also added 54 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries on the ground. Honestly, I was really surprised by his accuracy, which has always been his biggest knock dating back to college. Uh, He's just been really inconsistent and erratic with his accuracy at times. And this dude just went out there and he made some beautiful throws. And I thought he was really consistent throughout the game, made plays for Buffalo when they needed him. Uh, His top dog, Stephon Diggs, went for 128 yards and a touchdown on six catches. Running the ball, the Bills aren't really a productive team, and they stuck to that on uh, on Saturday. They totaled 96 yards and a touchdown on 21 carries, which is a 4.6 average. Of course, Allen was most of that. Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss combined for 42 yards on 10 carries. After the game, uh, arguably the Colts defensive MVP of the season, DeForest Buckner, he also spoke with reporters. Here he is. Uh, DeForest, uh, how tough has the ankle injury been? Uh, you, you've been sitting in practice, and so I was just wondering if, if maybe it's been worse than you've been letting on. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's a low ankle sprain. Um, you know, after every game, it just would swell back up on me. And, um, you know, I have, you know, maybe just be, you just got to, they really had to let me sit out so the swelling would get down. I mean, it was really the swelling that was causing the pain, and I couldn't really cut or do any of that, you know what I mean? And, um, so, you know, they, they, we took the right precautions, um, you know, getting me right so I can get, you know, make it out on game day. Zach Kiefer. DeForest, in a game that was this close, what was the difference in your eyes? What held you guys back? Uh, we just, I mean, kind of the story of the whole season, really, um, you know, we just beat ourselves. Um, you know, key situations, key, you know, key plays in all phases. I mean, um, you know, we... The red zone in the red zone, we didn't, you know, we didn't score. Uh, we we missed some field goals on special teams. Uh, on defense, we gave, you know, we we had that crucial penalty that extended their drive, and and also, uh, you know, we, you know, we we gave up some cheap ones, and uh, you know, 
especially with, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, he's a special quarterback and, you know, allowing him to get break the pocket and extend plays, um, you know, that and we just shot ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, we, I mean, fair amount, we played pretty well, you know, all around. It's just, we kept, kept shooting ourselves in the foot. Jim Maiello. And of course, I know you obviously went through having to go home, you know, last year with like this, like, how, do you, how do you handle it? And, and, and how long does it stick with you? It's uh, that feeling from last year. I mean, will forever stick with me, honestly. Um, and, and this one will too. Uh, you know, having that, you know, just you just need a seat at the table, um, and you need to take advantage of it, that opportunity that when you get it. And you know, we didn't. And, you know, now that's why we're going home early. And um, you know, just you just got to take it into the off season. I mean, you got to remember those moments. You know, uh, we'll never have. The, this is the last time we'll have the 2020 Colts. You know, this team, when that, you know, it won't be here next year. You know, we'll have some moving parts. Yeah, we'll have guys back, but, you know, there'll be, you know, some guys that, that, that'll move on and go to other teams. And, um, you know, we, we'll never get this opportunity with this team ever again. And, you know, we got to go into the offseason, um, you know, for everyone that is going to be here. And we need to, you know, work on work on our craft. Uh, you know, got to go back into the lab, you know, get your bodies right. Um, and we just got to grind. Um, you got to think of those moments, you know, these those moments that happened today. Uh, well, we just, you know, just let it slip between our fingers. Phil B. Yeah, DeForest, uh, Philip got emotional in talking about how, what this year meant to him. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about your year and how you got traded mm -hmm. and you signed an extension and you came in here, you had a great year. Um, you got the all pro respect you deserved bitter taste in this playoff game, but mm -hmm. when you have time to think about everything that's happened to you, how will you think about this year and, and what it meant to you? Yeah. Um, a bus. Uh, I mean, for me, I mean, the ultimate goal is the Super Bowl and it was Super Bowl or bus for me and it was a bus. I mean, yeah, I got the personal accolades and that's all great, but um, I mean, it, the, the day I found out when I got first team all pro was the same day I, you know, I found out I never got it or, you know, got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. I mean, it's, I mean, it's great. I mean, but I mean, nobody's giving you a trophy or, or any of that. And, you know, you don't, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great personal accolade and I'm, I'm blessed for it. And I really am. And I'm, I'm happy about it. But I mean, I, I know that that feeling of winning a Super Bowl, will, I mean, just be out of this world. So, um, I mean, it's, I got to go back into the lab. I got to make, a, I got, you know, Personally, I feel like I, I got to make a play, you know, I got to make a play for our defense to get off the field. I, I got to get the ball. Um, I mean, I, I got it. I mean, there's, there's so many plays out there that, you know, we could have made and I mean, we lost by three points. Thank you. All right. All right. We'll go last one. Kevin Bowen. Forrest, you, you talk about some of those near misses. The offsides penalty, was that something pre-snap where you guys are saying, hey, watch out for this? You know, this is something that can maybe happen. Yeah. Thanks for being with us today, guys. Again, I know this one hurts. The season's over, and it probably shouldn't be, but it is what it is. Zach and I will still be here to break things down for you and talk weekly about current Colts topics. We'll get back to it next week by breaking down the offense and then the defense and special teams in the following episode. Remember, you've got a couple draft nerds here in Zach and me, so go ahead and just book us as your Colts draft and overall offseason headquarters for the next several months. Please remember to subscribe to the show and rate and review us on iTunes as well. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Believe in Colts. Me personally at JakeArthurNFL on Twitter and Facebook, as well as JakeArthur underscore on Instagram. 
and Zach at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my written work with Sports Illustrated and Zach's on Stampede Blue and Cover 1. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the show, please send them to us through email at believeincolts at gmail.com or respond whenever we send out the call for questions on Twitter. Today's show was sponsored by Bet Online. If you're interested in advertising on Believe Podcasts, please contact them at Believe.com. Or if you're interested in just our show, shoot us an email. Again, Zach and I will be with you later in the week to chat about the cold season. Have a great night, guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.